So, from Tomasz Czolikowski, we've got My Best Friend the King. My Best Friend the King. Oh my goodness, okay. Alright, you don't just make friends with a king, do you? Right? They're almost untouchable. Yeah. In every fa in every aspect, they are um, not people when when other people are, that aren't their ser servants. Yeah. They're not people at all, right? Unless they're like talking to another king, mm. they're not people to them. They're, they they have to provide a, 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 an outward character. Yeah. Right? So what if someone gets made a king out of nowhere, but still has buddies from the bar? Like, still has f a best friend from childhood, but they suddenly became king. The thing is, the the thing, the first thing I thought of, yeah. and it's funny you should say became king. Yeah. Because uh, the, the first thing I thought of was what king famously has a best friend? And that is Macbeth. Right? Okay. Banquo is his best mate. Right. And, and, like Banquo sees his sees his friend murder his way up to the top. Yeah, and I I I think you don't really see. I mean, we we can go for that kind of relationship where mm. where the the king is is not it's not like a bloodline thing. It's something that's that's appointed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, a million ways of you can you can do you can become king, right? Well, there's only a few ways you can become king, but the point mm. being that like you can be the child of someone mm. who like takes over a kingdom and then dies. Yeah, uh, you can be the like the point being that you're not you don't have to be groomed to be king. Yeah, to event to, to suddenly be, become king, um, it, like you can have a sword in the stone situation. Yes, um, you can have. You can have a sort of like, oh, uh, this whole fat royal family suddenly died. We're all murdered at a banquet, and you're twelfth in lines of the throne somehow. I yeah, I, I like that idea actually. Yeah, because yeah. um, because it's that they just approach him at the bar. Yeah, and go, you're king now. Uh, by the way, are you uh, are you Mike? This is he. Uh, he's like, oh bloody hell! Oh. I, uh, what, when when is this? Have I left the bloody wagon out out out, out front again? Oh right, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I forgot this was a period drama. Yeah. I was just like, this could just be a contemporary. <laughs> yeah, movie. but it, it has to it has to be okay. What if it's like? Ah, uh, this is the thing though, because it, it kind of can't be a, a period drama because, like, at least not for England. English kings, yeah, because that's never happened. Let's let's set it in a um, a sort of Netflix Christmas, okay, uh, <laughs> uh, England esque country. Yes, yeah, yeah. A European, yeah, a European, European kingdom that's one <laughs> island. <laughs> that is a European kingdom that is nowhere on any map yep. that we've heard of. They all speak English. Yep. It's it's mainly just a castle <laughs> on a mountain. Okay. And it's also set in the in the nineteen sixties. Ah. Um because he's gonna find out that the CIA killed all of all of the, <laughs> the entire royal family. They're doing they're doing like a a controlled coup. Yeah, yeah. It's like they, they got they got too happy in the on that island because they were they were they were you know despite having a monarchy, like the the royal family were pretty content to live in like a lodge, 
the the palace was used for community activities yeah and they'd sort of they'd sort of dis like displaced the wealth yeah. on the island and that got too close to a to a utopia so the CIA had to come in well they were like the CIA had just lost the uh, the Bay of Pigs invasion so yeah. it was just yeah. like fuck it let's let's spin a spin a globe and take down the <laughs> government put there your go. finger on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um <laughs> so, we do it to everywhere else let's yeah. may as well do it <laughs> yeah yeah is the royal there no well Play a Christmas presents. Well, yeah. that's a natural resource <laughs> we need to exploit. Wow, we really are leaning hard on the Netflix uh, <laughs> Christmas country. At this point. Yeah, because it's it's Christmas all yeah. the time. One of the, 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 the exploitable natural resource of this country is Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the U.S. government wants to turn it into a turn it into a, a holiday destination for people who've been working too hard. Yes, as, a, as an estate agent. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's a load of real estate yeah. where where a castle once was. Yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, we need to install a uh, <laughs> we need to install a monarch that a, will a puppet king. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Larry from the bar. It's not it's not even someone who lived in this country. No, no. It's just they go down to the local bar in Virginia and yeah. go, right, who's the thickest idiot here? <laughs> Are you Larry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. It's uh, Ray Romano. Oh, I thought you was Kobe, Kobe the Frog. The Frog. Yeah. It's it's an easy mistake to make. Or uh, or George Lucas, one of the <laughs> One of the three. You can listeners, you can interchange it between Ray Romano, Kermit the Frog, and George Lucas. I like to imagine it's um, Kermit the Frog in a George Lucas wig, <laughs> and, beard. and a and a check shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm Larry. Yeah, uh, what, what can I do for you, boys? <laughs> it's like uh, you're gonna have to come with me, sir. Okay. Uh, you have <laughs> just been made, and uh, is is. His Betty mate, played by uh, Rebel Wilson, yeah. is um, is at the bar. She just come back from the toilet. <laughs> She's like, we hear a flush. Yeah, and she comes out of the toilet. What's going on? All right, sorry about that. Uh, is it is it my po- Is it my turn? My round for uh, for darts yet? I, I I don't think we got time to play a game, Rebel. I I, I think they're uh, they're whisking me off to some kind of European. Christmas country, from what, what I what I hear. Um, so you're saying I, I've I've won a I've won a vacation? No, sir. Uh, you uh, you're the the next in line for uh, for the monarchy. Wow! Wow! So uh, what kind of vacation is it? Is it like... <laughs> he, he is convinced that it's a vacation. Yeah. Um, and it's it's Rebel Wilson clearly that is the the main character yeah. of this story. Um, so they get on the plane. It's mm. it's like uh, it's a very military plane. Yeah, and they parachute in because that's the only way you can get into this country because it is like very much mountain locked. Mm-hmm. There's there's only one road in and one road out. And the only real way, and the only real way that you can. Um that you can get in and out by air is either by parachuting by or, or of course by flying sleigh yeah yeah that's that's how they like there's loads of sleighs flying in to, to the airport <laughs> well one a year presumably <laughs> yeah uh, what, what's this country called is it like um, uh, Christmasvania Christmasvania yeah, yeah yeah it's called Christmasvania 
<laughs> sure. Yeah, that genre of game. Yeah. The <laughs> Christmas Vania. So the CIA have given Ray Romano a uh, a, country, a country, a Christmas-based country. Yeah. What next? <laughs> What's the conceit here? What uh, is is it going to be? End up being like a sort of psychological sort of um, R- Ray Romano gets too big for his boots. Uh, starts deciding that Christmas is too big a, too big a deal for in, in this country, and he's going to start changing things. And Rebel Wilson has to Rebel Wilson, who's who's moved to be near yeah, yeah. her best friend. Oh, she's gone with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can take one person. And he's like, well, I'm going to take my best mate, Rebel. Yep. Um, uh, and uh, she's there, like living in a living in a little lodge in the in the in the town. Mm. While they're all starting to plan a plan a revolution against Ray Romano because he's started being like, I'm, you know what? I'm sick of Christmas. When's Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's like yeah. we, don't, we don't have things. Uh, we don't have Thanksgiving here, sir. Uh, uh, this is advisor. This is this is not a Christmasvania mm-hmm. tradition. Christmas Jafar is is his name. <laughs> In fact, uh, the entire population of of Christmasvania are. Uh, well aware of the atrocities caused around Thanksgiving, and uh, so around Thanksgiving we have a, a minute's silence <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> it's, a, it's two hours, one hundred and twenty minute silence. <laughs> so, um, so who's playing uh, the advisor? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was just it was for me. It was I, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. Um, Christmas Jafar. Christmas Jafar. Uh... <clears throat> Lee Evans. Lee Evans. Yes. Old man Lee Evans. If you want to be an old man, then that's okay. Comedian Lee Evans. Uh, star of Mouse, Mouse Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Evans. And other stuff. Not really. No. I, I think I think she's trying to warn him about this revolution and stuff like that. She's, and... Well, she's trying to change his ways because he's gotten too big for his boots. He's gotten he's he's inherently trying to kind of turn the culture of. Um, mm. It's it's almost like a bad apple, right? Like the CIA are the CIA have given him an advisor. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, that's the crux. Mike Myers is this other guy they've sent in with him mm. to be like a a kind of like dude bro sort of like hey you want to play play beer pong let's play beer pong man um and yeah. uh like he's doing a real sort of american accent yeah, you know, yeah. like a like a united states accent like rather than his wayne's own. world yeah yeah and uh uh he's like ray romano is so used to like all of his comforts are american so he's like relying on uh, Mike Myers to kind of give him what it was and therefore Mike Myers is is um is 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 feeding him all these ideas of how this country should be more like America. Yeah. And his his aim is to turn is for Ray Romano to turn the place into a um uh, into a shopping a, mall. Into, into a shopping mall into into a more of an exploitative capitalist place. It's it's a Christmas shopping mall. <laughs> it's you know you know when you go to the shops and there's yeah. a Christmas shop that's open for like two months a year. Yeah. Uh or in terms of like Edinburgh there's one that's open all year yeah. round. But like 
it's like that, but on a grand scale. America wants to open this giant country big country sized shopping mall. It's not even just Christmas. that. It's the centre of the town mm. is gonna be the shopping mall. Yeah. All around it, um, Mike's idea is to is that like um uh you know so when the when the dis- descent starts yeah right um mike myers's suggestion to stop people from doing that uh, from from dissenting and from getting angry about it is to make sure that they can't marry other people from the island yeah because oh it's not an island matt it's it's land like is it, well, mountain from, from the country right yeah yeah um and in the alps somewhere or, yeah or um he can't marry other people from from the country yeah because he wants as as many eligible bachelors and bachelorettes so that when people fly in to go to the mall yeah they can be taken into the home of a a, a person picked at random from the island yeah and learn the spirit of christmas so that they buy more stuff and and then go back to back to America, happy they've had a romantic fling, yeah. like in like in the Hallmark movies. Yes. Um. So like it's almost like a theme park. It's like a capitalist. It's, it's like a Hallmark spirit, theme Christmas park. spirit theme park. <laughs> Hallmark theme park. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what they're turning Christmasvania and into. And they're doing that. They don't even need to change the name of the country. Of the island's culture. And so like they're all starting to plot against <laughs> the the island's culture was was very much Christmas based anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's their own kind of Christmas. Yes, yeah. It is, not not uh... this capitalist not this capitalist Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the head of the CIA is is played by a person who also is the head of Hallmark. Yes, as well. Yeah, Hallmark it's a, Corporation. Yeah. It's a CIA conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How else do they get the funding? Um, Not through the government. They so... just sell cards. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I think um, you know. In the end, uh, Rebel Wilson, who's constantly she's she's torn between this kind of working class because both ray romano and rebel wilson are working class um blue collar Mm. uh mechanics yeah rebel wilson has to like uh try to break ray romano out of this this kind of like clustered cultural experience that he's ruining this this town because she's still living in town she's finding out about the, the destruction of this uh plaza that means a lot to the country but is being destroyed to make way for this ch- shopping mall mm. um, the, and it, the revolution led by uh, Antonio Banderas <laughs> who, who has lived there all his life yeah, of course and so with, think, with his with his dad uh, Anthony Hopkins and I think they end up playing beer pong for it <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and we set it up yeah, that, that Rebel Wilson's really good at beer pong yeah 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 um, and all, all this time, all this time, like you know, Mike Myers has been playing beer pong with Ray Romano, yeah. and because he's not as good as Ray Romano, because Ray Romano has been training with Ray Wilson all this time, um, he's he, he's got an inflated opinion of his own ability because yeah. he always wins. Uh, and then Ray Wilson comes in and says, "Listen, you got to play play beer pong against uh, me," and he's like, "No, you have to play beer pong against us." All of you against all of us, and then so she has to train the entire population of uh, of uh, oh, what is Christmasvania. This, what is this beer pong? <laughs> <laughs> so it becomes the sports film. <laughs> yeah, 
just force I like, I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. No one dies in no. this revolution. It's just played through beer pong. Played through beer pong, yeah. Because I put, I put like the first 10 minutes of Black Widow on for my dad earlier. He just left him watching it. <laughs> then we were talking. Because Bob Hoskins uh, plays a Russian uh, in the film Enemy at the Gates. Okay. And when we were watching Ray Winston in Black Widow, he was just like, he, he he thought Bob Hoskins was still alive because <laughs> he was just like, is that? No, no, that, that's Ray Winston. That's not Bob Hoskins. It's like, yeah, his accent's terrible, isn't it? Um, his accent's uh, just a, as bad. I'm a Russian man. <laughs> oh, I'm a Russian man. Oh, I'm a Russian man. <laughs> like, there's hints of it yeah. in Black Widow. You can you can hear some lines. Man. I'm a Russian man. <laughs> But then there's other lines which are just cockney. Yeah, it's just like. And then other lines, weirdly, sound like his accent, his his um, New England accent in the fucking Departed. <laughs> it's all over the fucking place, and it can't be placed. Ray Winston's accent no. in uh, in, in Black in Widow. It's, it's, he should never do accents. No, he should just be in a movie and just do his own accent. He's doing his own accent. Yeah, that they they knew this the... in in Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He can play anyone, Tom. He can play anyone he wants as long as they're from London. He yeah, can play. Yeah. A cat that lives on a trash barge. Yeah. As long as he's from London. Oh my God! Is he in Cats? Yeah. Oh. He's uh, Stinkle, Stinkle Boy, the, <laughs> the, the trash barge. In fact, cat. In fact, no, no. Just Hollywood, if you want to cast Ray Winston, cast him in any film that he requires an accent for. I kind of just want to. <laughs> I kind of just want to hear his attempts. <laughs> <laughs> I. I want to be taken out of the movie so completely <laughs> by laughing so hard. Like, like that's what happened, that's what happened to me with Cats. Except I was never in it. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, it just oh, big stinkle boy, the bloody cat on a board. The thing is, with the role he plays in Black Widow, there are actual like Russian actors who fit that like yeah. who have been in American films sure. who fit that kind of role that yeah. he's playing it's hilarious that they picked <laughs> Ray Winston auditioned him it's really weird casting <laughs> they auditioned him edited the movie and then just went yeah that's fine <laughs> my theory is I, I think what happened to Roy Detrice when he was reading the Game of Thrones audiobooks happened to Ray Winston which is to say, he got auditioned yeah. with a g- fucking great Russian accent. Yeah, yeah. Had a stroke and then forgot all the uh, all the accents that uh, that he he he'd come up with. I don't. I don't think the same thing happened to Ray Winston. <laughs> I, I I think Ray Winston is just terrible at doing <laughs> accents. Uh, bless, like, bless Roy Detrice. <laughs> uh, I I love him to bits. Yeah. Uh, he he unfortunately yeah. Um, I think in an interview he said that um, he'd lost a piece of paper that had all the all the accents on it. Oh. But I think a big part of it was that he had a stroke, took a bunch of time out, and over yeah. that time had also lost the piece of paper which had all the accents on it. So the the context being that he did the first three books with perfect accents. They were different to the to the shows, but like they were they were <laughs> they, they were not perfect accents. They were they were fine. Like if you don't 
know what the shows are. Yeah, yeah, they I are, guess. They just are their characters. Yeah. But um, then he, he like, comes back mm. after the third book and he's like... Arya's an ancient. He's he's voicing Arya like an ancient old woman. <laughs> I mean, with a name like Arya, yeah. <laughs> Arya is definitely the name of a eighty-year-old witch woman. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I remember listening to the. I remember listening to the audiobooks, uh, All the, the audio books. Sorry, I, I listened to the first one. I, I couldn't listen to it anymore because I was like, "Good lord." The choices he made. I mean, like you say, they're just different. Yeah. But it, like, his Tyrion Lannister, I think it, it just it just goes to show how good Peter Dinklage is. Like, to the point where, where I'm listening to actual lines of dialogue that are read in, in the series mm. with a weird, almost Alan Bennett-like Yorkshire accent. Yeah. It's fucking strange. It's it's just really different. I, mean, yeah. I, I honestly, I honestly really don't mind it, but it is it is very different. Um, I drink and I know things. <laughs> I drink and I know things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Tyrion Lannister. I think that works as a choice for the character. Yeah, it's very much just a different choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and because because Peter Dinklage is so good and his yeah. his voice and his delivery yeah, is like. You like know, you, as God, was supposed to protect us. You know, he's really good. I forgot he's about He's a really that. good actor. I, I, uh, actor yeah. And he's good at accents as well. I, f- I forgot you had the, the fucking Peter Dinklage accent. <laughs> as God was supposed to protect as us. As God was supposed to protect us. <laughs> That's not even, like, Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> as, as very much uh, Avengers Infinity War. I drink and I know things. <laughs> He's a fantastically emotive actor, but he's shit at accents. Really? Yeah. 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 He does when he's doing a, a British accent. He goes. Ooh, he does some oohs. I've got a very row. It's he's almost like mm. the um uh he's got a, a round mouth like uh um John Lithgow like like John Lithgow um he he's kind of got that like I'm. I'm Tyrion Lannister. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think if you watch it, he kind of does do that. With go his, to the wall. With his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, though, oh, he is definitely not as bad as Ray Winston. <laughs> no. Like, no, yeah. Good Lord. Ray Winston. <laughs> Ray Winston should never do accents. Uh, like, it's, <laughs> it's because Russian and Cockney, like, like a kind of like sleazy Russian accent, yeah. which is what he's trying to do. It's kind of similar to a Cockney accent. Yeah. I mean, I am no way saying it's a good, good accent what yeah. he does in Black Widow, but it's 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 slight. There are there are bits that he misses out. There are phonemes that are similar yeah. with a speaking English in a Russian accent and speaking English with a Cockney accent. Yeah, um, there are definitely phonemes that have crossover yeah and then there are phonemes that are completely different and he misses them all the time that's the thing it's not even missing them I think what it is is that we accept it as a Russian accent for the phonemes that are the same and the reason it feels like it's sliding in and out is because he's doing all he's doing the same accent Mm. all the way through but it feels like it's sliding in and out because 
when he says words that have the phonemes that that are similar to that sound similar to the Russian one, uh, Russian accent in once, mm. then we're like, oh, that's almost okay. Yeah. And then it it feels like it slides away when he says anything <laughs> super definitely Cockney. <laughs> like. I've heard a lot of really bad Russian accents. Yeah. Like K nineteen the Widowmaker, the film about the Russian submarine that had a had a like the true story that they had a disaster on it or something and it mm-hmm. could have caused World War Three. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, Harrison Ford, and I can't remember the other guy's name uh who's in it, all do sort of moderate to bad Russian accents. I think Liam Neeson's might be the best one. Yeah. But Harrison Ford's accent you know how much Harrison Ford cares anyway? Yeah. His Russian accent is fucking weird. <laughs> it's all over the fucking place. But, like, Ray Winston's in Black Widow is a whole new level yeah. of low. And yeah. it's great. <laughs> it, it, it just adds it just adds to an already bonkers movie. <laughs> like, yeah, the right. whole time you're like, is this guy meant to be Russian? <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, it's one of those things. It's like, how far did it get before you realised <laughs> casting Ray Winston in this role was a, a bad, bad choice? Yeah, yeah. we already signed the contract. <laughs> I mean, he's great in it. Like, if he had an accent, if he if he nailed his, the his accent, his physical performance is wonderful. It's great. <laughs> It really takes you out of the movie. It mars, it mars the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, but not like again, like not in a bad way. It's for me. I was just like, this is in bonkers. a bad way for me. Yeah, yeah I think it, it, it. Yeah. Although, to be honest, that film needed a couple more bright spots because <laughs> in in many cases, it's just sort of like some more Marvel things going on. Yeah. I suppose. There's some. I don't get me wrong. There's some funny bits. Yeah. There's some entertaining bits and there's some 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 touching bits, but. It is. It is one of those movies. Like, they just. This is a yeah. a six point five out of ten. Yeah. Sort of movie. See, see, we we differ on what we get out of films, though. Yeah. Especially Marvel movies. I think like that. That one's probably one of my favorites. Really? I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's not like I wouldn't put it because uh, Winter Soldier is definitely my favorite. Ah. Uh-huh. Um. And again, it's probably why I enjoyed this <laughs> quite a bit as well because it's the similar similar vibe. But yeah, it's I would I would put it above like um, I put it above Ant Man um, and stuff. Sort of I put it above the mid tier stuff for me. I, I think. think actually, this is the thing for what for a while Ant Man was my favorite. Yeah, um, because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it was it was they went out of their way to make it a comedy yeah um which i mean to be fair in the second one they went out of their way to make it a comedy they just didn't succeed oh uh, yeah yeah because <laughs> oh boy did they uh. um, but uh yeah like um for me yeah just black widow is just sort of ah, it's more of the same in it yeah it's got we don't have the same opinion on a lot of spy things I think because yeah. yeah like you like Bourne stuff I'm just like this is the the dearth this, yeah. is, a, this is a dearth of entertainment <laughs> yeah quite a lot of yeah quite a lot of my teen years spent watching spy thrillers yeah. and stuff and like reading the Bourne books and stuff it was mm. yeah I'm just 
uh, it's amazing. It's it's your vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's our review of Black Widow, yeah, by the way. It's um, 6.5. 6. It's give an it, average Marvel movie. I'd give it a 7, 8. Uh, and, I, uh, love, I love that like it's one of your favourite Marvel movies and yeah. it's still like a 7.5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it's like... It's a, it's, a, it's a Marvel movie. There's it's, only so much you can expect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not going to do anything that surprises me, really. No. It's, it's not going to sort of make me think about the world. Um, and think about the medium. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a blockbuster movie with explosions. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, like Winter Soldier, I'd probably give like an 8-9. Okay. Uh, like, it's that kind of level. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, so, so... Give it a watch. It's on Disney Plus yeah. for nineteen ninety nine. I yeah. bought it, watched it two and a half times already <laughs> uh, since Friday because it's. I've, I've watched it once. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like nineteen ninety nine. If you think about it, that's the same price of a cinema ticket and popcorn. Yeah, and you can watch it as many times as you want. It's true. Which uh, again, I'm so glad they brought the price down from fucking thirty quid f- yeah, for that's, Mulan. That's yeah, Jesus. But that's because someone at Disney was making decisions based on the fact that they expected a family ticket out of it. Yeah, right. They were like, "This people are going to see this movie. This is going to stop four or more people going to the cinema. Yeah, we better make it make money from it. Yeah, in the same way that and." Uh... That and with Black Widow, they, they know they know Marvel nerds are mostly mostly going to watch this by themselves. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, opening night, or as I saw some people doing, uh, buying it. Yeah, opening Discord, streaming their screen, <laughs> and enjoying it with four or five people. <laughs> Good lord, it's great. Yeah, as you know, is it that that is the new family experience. <laughs> I would watch it, and uh, I would I would watch it, and and watch out for Ray Winston's acting, <laughs> yeah, because it is it is at that point in the movie a delight, <laughs> a fucking <laughs> disastrous delight. It's a distraction, yeah, uh, yeah, and and to some, for some people it's going to be a, a a distraction well needed, yeah, and for some people it's going to be a distraction that you know uh, it takes you out of it. And either way, you might, you might, you might take some joy out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely enjoyed Ray, Ray Winston's terrible attempt at a Russian accent. Yeah. Um. You. You know, we're never going to do an actual period drama. No, I mean, like, because because essentially that would require us fleshing out a very like understanding a period of history well enough to know the rules and minutia. Yeah. And then coming up with quite a complicated small scale plot uh, that would would like fit into a pitch that was probably about five to ten minutes long and I never cared for history at school <laughs> I find it very interesting yeah. in, in, in as much as I listen sometimes to, to hardcore history with Dan Carlin oh yeah but that's about it yeah let's be honest yeah I, I mean I've tried to listen to a few like podcasts and and seen YouTube videos of like history and stuff like that, and and to be honest, some of it's quite interesting. Uh, like it's it's never stuff we did at school though. No. Like like um, like Roman history, like the classical kind of uh, the classical civilizations. I guess there was a class for that. It was called classics. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but um, like yeah, I, I never really. 
like the history we did in history class. Mm. It was, it was, it, we never, we never really left the twentieth century. We did like I think we did like Hastings and like ten sixty six and stuff and like Henry the Eighth. We did the Vikings. We did Egyptians. We did. Oh, this was back in like primary school. Yeah, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, eh. Like we hardly did anything. Like in in terms of like intensive looks at stuff. Oh sure, yeah, it was yeah. mainly just the world wars. I know that my, at least my, history textbook was fairly full of like medieval depictions. Mm. Um, I didn't do history at like GCSE though. Like yeah. post sixteen, I stopped doing history at about f- age fourteen, fifteen. I think. Yeah, history. I did history out of the GCSE, and again, I just didn't. I didn't. It was again. We we just did the Second World War and the lead up to it. Yeah. Um, you also do medicine. Is that what it? What something you do as a GCSE history? Medicine. Yeah, like history. Sure. Like the history of medicine. I think oh. I, as far as I remember, the people who did history, mm. the the GCSE that I that I was around we're doing history of medicine mm. and Samuel Pepys actually yeah that's weird yeah <laughs> um, but like we did the 20s actually which is a period of history that would be quite fun to do a movie pitch around mm-hmm. I don't think we've touched it no I don't know anything about it yeah uh, no no idea really no like we watched that whole thing about prohibition oh yeah that's true that's but the I, 20s okay I mean that's yeah, but that was like one aspect that of was one aspect of it the 20s. probably the most interesting aspect of it possibly it's the roaring 20s it's yeah. post post the first world war sort of yeah prosperity yeah uh, and like it, when, was the, when was the wall street crash uh 30s. 30s so it was like it was it was the big era of prosperity and like yeah. really really going for it and and then just boom mm-hmm. crack everything just went to shit yeah um and sort of that kind of and then war and then war again and yeah. then and then another big prosperity boom this is just american history yeah <laughs> but, but a lot a lot of prosperity sort of coming at, coming into the second world war america yeah, um because yeah. they were selling stuff <laughs> uh during the Second World War, yeah, uh, they, they the... had a lot of uh, a lot of arms. Yes, <laughs> they had a lot of stuff to sell yeah. during the Second World War um, before they entered it, and uh, yeah, um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange. I think the twenties. I'm surprised we haven't touched. I mean, yeah, because also like it's again, we work with memes in yeah. general, like, and I don't mean like internet memes. I mean like, although sometimes. Mm. I mean, like, we work with popular, graspable objects of 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 um, yeah. stuff, and they have to be shared between us. So, if we had in our brain, like, okay, this one guy from that period, we maybe yeah, could yeah. use that, and we knew a lot about that person. But um, yeah, we could set something in the prohibition, and I, I, that would work. But I, like, you know, it's just there's not that many adjacent pieces yeah. of, of data and, and again with, with like some of the prohibition stories they are like something we'd pitch yeah 
Which uh, yeah. is very, very silly stuff happened yeah, yeah, for in, sure. in those days. That that uh, it's sometimes beyond belief. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we when we have like entire police forces turn out to be organised crime, <laughs> we're like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, that was that's just it. That's just the twenties. Yeah. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can you can you can argue that today police forces are also largely organised crime, but yep. we'll we'll leave that in the no politics zone. Uh, this is not a political podcast. Yeah. We don't talk politics. We don't here. talk politics here. <laughs> no, to, to be clear, nobody's ever ever spoken to us about that. No one, <laughs> no. no one has ever asked us to be less political. On the no, podcast. no, no, no. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.